All right, everybody. It is another edition of Lockdown Red Wings for February. Uh, what's the date here? 17th, 2020. I am your host, Detroit Sports Writer, and a longtime Red Wings fan, Nolan Bianchi, here today with my co-host, Ethan Smith. What's going on? Ethan, how you doing, man? How's your weekend? Pretty good. How about yours? It was pretty good, except same for the old, fact that old. the, uh, no, you know, I was in Cleveland. Did you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you were in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. So how not the same the, uh, old, same old. The tennis the tournament, yeah. uh, the tennis tournament was fantastic. Um, the the finals were yesterday, so that's why this episode is going up so late on Monday. But uh, just got back in last night after a nice little five-day stay in the land. Uh, had a good time. Enjoyed the city. Didn't did you, get to did see much of it. it. Did you tweet any videos about that? Did I? Yeah. No. Why not? I, he sounded. I don't have a. I don't have like a, a uh, like one of the Buffer brothers, in, like introducing these guys coming up. It was the most electric tennis match in the twenty seconds that I saw that you sent me. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it on my Twitter later. Uh, but yeah, please, please do. I I didn't do much. It was uh, outside of that. It was it was very cold. I'm sure it was just as cold here. What were your hours? Uh, like the first day I was there. Like so, the first day I worked was Friday. And I uh, worked from like 10.30 to 11. So that, that was a long day. That is a long day. And then uh, each day it got shorter from there. So it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But, you know, by yesterday it was uh, two matches and I was out. But the Red Wings, on the other hand, did not have a very good weekend. They lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Boston Bruins. And because we didn't have a Friday episode recapping Thursday's loss against the Devils, we'll throw that one in there too. Uh, 0 for 4 on the road trip. 0 for 4 on the road trip. Uh, we got some We got some stats from that coming up. We're going to recap uh, the Penguins and the Bruins games. Not much to talk about in the Devils game. I mean, it was just uh, – it, it was a classic, classic Red Wings game where they go in against an opponent who's, you know, not, not that great. They take a lead into the third period. And then uh, four goals in four minutes. Good night, Jim Kite. Uh, see you later. How you doing? Like I left, I left the room for like ten minutes, like right when the third period started, and then I come back and it's four to one, and I just I looked at my girlfriend, I'm just like, hey, did you see what happened? And she goes, Ethan, <laughs> Ethan, why are you making your girlfriend watch the Red Wings with you? That sounds terrible. Sorry, I got a job to do. That's true. I'm trying to pay the bills here. That's right. We are professionals here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, although we don't always uh, demonstrate it. But you know who does demonstrate being a professional pretty well. Who's that? The first star since the first show of last week, Darren Helm. I think, uh, I mean, he's pretty much a shoe in for the award this week. The Red Wings scored five goals on that road trip. He had three of them, two in the return against uh, Buffalo on Tuesday, uh, and then another on Saturday against Boston. Nine goals, six assists this season. He's at, he's So, actually, here's some, the, the more impressive Darren Helm stat, more than the three goals uh, on the road trip, was the fact that after this weekend, despite the fact that the Red Wings got outscored, uh, oh, outscored sixteen to five, he still finished the weekend like elevating his plus minus. So he's at a minus one right now. He's so close to drawing even. That's so fascinating. Really, I know, isn't it? Yeah, How is, he's just the one consistent Red Wing. That's just both ends two hundred foot game. He's gonna put up career numbers. 
Yeah, I mean, I was looking I'm at feeling. his. Uh, he was looking at. I was looking at his career numbers today. I don't think he's going to catch uh, maybe points and goals. But I tell you what, in terms of intangibles, this might be uh, Darren Helm's best season as a Red Wing to the point where I um, like every time he does something good again. Like I wince at the fact that we just had him on the list of like Ken Holland's worst no trade clauses. I know, like he's. He, I'm almost speechless, dude. I was I at when he scored versus Boston. In between, in between periods, they interviewed him, and they're just like, and he he even said to he's like, oh, you know, the first shot wasn't that good. It hit him right in the chest. <laughs> he goes, first shot wasn't that good, but you know, got the rebound, put it in, and then he smiled like, and I'm like, this dude knows too, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still killing it. He's having a great year. I mean, we that's like what the that's the second goal that he scored by getting his own rebound after a poor shot at the net. I mean, and which actually in turn demonstrates that there's no such thing as a bad shot. Yeah, really dude. It's against Tuka Rice too. I know. And the, and the first one against, uh, Carter Hutton. Yeah. So, all right. So maybe not as impressive as beating, uh, Tuka Rask or maybe Matt Murray, but still, I mean, give it up, give it up for the boy, Darren Helm. I think this is like fully become a, a Darren Helm podcast, and I'm I don't hate that pivot at all. I keep seeing his name in all of our titles, and it's just, hey, you know, gotta talk about the hot player. Well, he's the only one doing anything right now. I mean, who uh, nobody else really scored on that road trip. Uh, Athens CU scored against New Jersey, yeah, and nice Philpula scored against uh, Pittsburgh on Sunday. It was nice to see Philpula score. It was nice to see Philpula score, especially after we were talking about him so much on yeah. Friday's episode during that Red Wing rewind. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We'll we'll hopefully, like I mentioned, do more of those, uh, especially as the season winds down and we head into the summer. Uh, just kind of a nice, nice little thing to uh, do. Different kind of episode. So give us your feedback on that. Let us know what you think. And uh, if you haven't listened, make sure you go back to Friday's episode and go listen. Oh, and by the way, since we're probably not going to talk about them too much this, at all, really, probably. It's just not on the docket, people. Gustav Lindstrom. Yeah, I've been liking this. You've you've come around. You've he's been had, playing been, great. Yeah, I mean he played 14, 14 and a half minutes against Boston, and then played over fifteen against Buffalo, and then New Jersey, Boston, and Pittsburgh. He's playing over eighteen minutes a night, and he's looked good in right. his own end. And that's uh, that's one thing that I think the Red Wings really like is uh, after that Boston game last Sunday uh, when they won at home. Uh, one of the the things that Jonathan Bernier said about Gustav Lindstrom is that he shows a lot like he doesn't panic when he gets the puck in the corner. Mm-hmm. He shows a lot of poise everywhere on the ice, which I think is extremely impressive because, uh, you know, when Blashill touched on it a little bit before that same game, but a lot of times when those European defensemen come over and they're used to the wider rinks with the, all that space to be able to fly around and whatnot, uh, they have a hard time making the plays that are necessary against an NHL-style forecheck, which is a lot of times, you know, high off glass, uh, stuff like just – general stuff like that and uh he said he's been really impressed with the way that he's like become accustomed to the north american game and and just take what the opponent is given that was the biggest praise i think that that blasho gave him was saying like that he's able to recognize what's coming to him and make the right play make it confidently and uh make sure you actually make the play instead of right he's just he's really doing the little things right and i mean that's all I really expect, or I I would hope to see out of a rookie defenseman. Yeah, and you know, with uh, with the kind of carousel that the decor has been this season, Philip Peronic and Trevor Daly going down with injuries, uh, 
you need that. You need a little bit of stability back there, uh, especially when like Trevor any Daly. Any stability. Hit, yeah, literally any stability. What do you say we get in this game against Boston? Let's do it. So the Red Wings come out firing. I mean, not really. The Red Wings get the first goal of the game against Boston on Saturday. Uh, first of two matinee back-to-backs on the road. Uh, Helmer gets a shorty for the Red Wings. We just talked about him, the man of the hour, the man of the day, the man of the week, the man of the month here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, he makes a great play to steal a pass from Krug to Pasternak on the penalty kill. And uh, goes down with Glenn Denning, like we said, takes that first shot, hits him in the chest. He's able to whack in the rebound. And and the fact, too, that he was looking off Glenn Denning, like he was going to pass to Glenn Denning on a breakaway. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm going to take it. Darren Hellman, Luke Glenn Denning on a two-on-one. <laughs> That's nightmare fuel for uh, opposing goaltenders. This is the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I mean, Red Wings really just kind of get tossed around in that first period. Uh, Bernier looks incredible again, but the rest of the Red Wings uh, obviously do not. Red Wings ice the puck five times in the first 11 minutes of the game. I can't remember where I saw that tweet, but I but I saw it somewhere, and I was just like, because like that's was that's that your head exploding. Yeah, right. uh, that's a that's a those are the types of mistakes that you really can't afford. This is a loss where. You don't get to take any moral victories out of it. You can't expect to go against a team like Boston who can roll out a juggernaut of a line at any time while you're deadbeat tired on on the ice. It was so fun to watch Boston's first line play, wasn't it? It was. It was. Oh, man, oh, man. And that's what, you know, we did talk about that. Sometimes that that is the cool part of being a Red Wings fan. You get everybody's best effort. I mean, how many great plays did we see from the or the Penguins and Bruins it's this weekend? It's just crazy. But so, like, what, I wonder how many, I wonder where the Red Wings stand in, like, NHL highlights against them this year. Like, the top 100 plays of the, of the year. It's got to be up there with, like, that Colorado team that won 20 games. Yeah. Because, like, the, the Bruins' third goal of the game, and we'll get to that in a second, beautiful move by Marshawn to get the puck to Pasternak, Jeez. but, like, also the defensive effort by Andreas Athanasiu on that play. Yeah. <sighs> you just kind of, uh, you try to, like, step into him or something, play the body, which I commend him for that. He was at least playing, like, physical, but he just completely whiffed. Like, you really noticed, too, on these goals in the second period, when Boston took the 2-1 lead, I think I think it was Larkin. It was our first line on the ice, Bertuzzi, Larkin, and, and Mantha, and they were so. It was all in slow motion, and the, and you could just. It was perfectly like Bertuzzi passed first, and you just got the dude. I'm so tired of this look on his face, and Mantha's just got the five thousand yard stare, and you could just see Larkin just like cussing under his breath as he's skating back in slow motion towards the bench. It's like Jesus, this is this time of year for these guys. I mean, they're, well, they're playing in Boston on God, a sleepy so Saturday. Man. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean that. That Bergeron goal that made it 2-1 was a shorthanded goal. Extends the Wings' league-worst shorthanded goals against to 12. I I mean, like, that, the, those those are the types of things. Those are the types of reasons where you don't get to be happy about losing a hockey game. You, you give up a shorthanded goal in the way that they did. Like, he walked Jonathan Bernier. He, he, he didn't go in all alone, but he might as well have. You know, I haven't watched... I didn't watch a singles Tiger game, a single Tigers game last year. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm like, which is why would I put myself through that? And quite frankly, I I only know Miguel. Yeah. I, I hear he's looking best shape of his life down in really? spring training this year. That's what they're saying. He's gonna, I mean, That's what they're saying. Like, Let's see if he can stay healthy throughout the entire year, and you know, maybe he's good. Yeah, we'll see. 163 games. <laughs> 62. Jesus. But anyway, yeah, too many. Going back to what I was trying to talk about. You lost your train of thought. No, I'm got. I got. It, I got it. I'm. I'm doing the same thing that I said I wouldn't do with the Tigers, with the Red Wings. They are the worst team in every single. Almost every single statistic there is in this sport, we're in last place or second to last. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm. That's what we're. That's what. That's what we're witnessing here. And we're it's wi- fun. It's a little here. bit of fun. It's just like it's like comedy. It's uh, drama. It's action. It's everything that you could hope for. A lot of other teams, a lot of other fan bases out there, they don't get a whole lot of comedy when they watch their hockey team. I think that's one thing that I think the Red Wings can honestly should probably lean into at this point like fun for the whole family because it's hilarious they just start like wearing their jerseys backwards on purpose to start the game (laughs) oh no i gotta gotta turn it around guys (laughs) they're coming out with like uh like uh clear tape on their blades and stuff yeah just slipping when they get out there every single time coming out of the tunnel yeah just like throw in, uh, just watch like all the the dumb sports movies that you can think of off the top of your head, like basketball. Uh, what's what's the the name is escaping me of the like, uh, Flint Tropics movie with Will Ferrell. Semi pro. Semi pro. I don't know why I couldn't think of that, but just like all the promotions that they run in that movie, just anything you can. I think like I, you really just gotta lean into this at this point. No. Yeah. Eternal optimism helps. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. You know, what I was thinking. Uh, I would love because, like, we don't have you know advertisement or many advertisements on this podcast. We should contact Steve Eiserman and see if he wants to to take out an advertisement for like one of his players. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would love to hear what a I would love to hear what a Steve Eiserman ad read sounds like. It wouldn't. It couldn't be. St- it would have to be like Ken Cal. No, 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 no. Oh, so, no. So like, I would, I would do the live read. Oh, but I like, like that. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, <laughs> now, if you've been an NHL GM in this league, then you probably know how tough it is to win a Stanley Cup. But what you may not know is how much a 36-year-old defenseman who can't stay healthy for longer than six games at a time can be in reaching that goal. Here in Detroit, we're lucky enough to have four defensemen that are 35 and over. And for a limited time offer up until February 28th, we're willing to 24th. throw... 24th. 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 That's earlier this year. Yeah. <clears throat> As, <clears throat> <laughs> for a limited time offer until February 24th, we are looking to package two of those defensemen for one of your 2020 or 2021 fourth round pick or fifth. <laughs> the process call, call the, now <laughs> the process is easy call 1-800-RED-WINGS and, <laughs> and ask for Steve Eisenman <laughs> you'll, will be you'll put your pick you'll put your draft pick in the mail and Detroit Red Wings will have their defenseman out to you in one to two business days free shipping free shipping plus a bag of pucks uh, I'd trade Jonathan Erickson for a dishwasher no, what was it? What was it in Semi Pro? Was it a dishwasher? No, it was a. Uh, it was just a washing machine. It was a washing machine. I've never seen Semi Pro. What? Yeah. 
Are you serious? Yeah. Why? I don't know. You it's just know, one of those you movies. You know, you know. No, I know I'd love it. See, my life is filled with me being told how much I'd love a specific movie and going, for sure. But I just don't watch movies. What were we talking about? I think the Red Wings and Bruins. <laughs> I mean, do you have anything else from this game um, that you want to talk about? Or, uh, well, on that third goal, it was like, just fu- like... Yeah, dude, I don't want to talk Hronik about that. Hronik gets hit in the either. eye. Yeah. Him, got- him and Tyler Bertuzzi with, like, all-time, <laughs> like, trying to break my stick but didn't after that goal. Almost in sync. It was a little beautiful. Like, the frustration is at an all-time high. Gustav Lindstrom almost did score his first NHL goal in the third yes. period, though. We forgot to mention that when we brought him up a second that, ago. Yes, that is what I want. That's something we could talk about. I almost jumped out of my seat watching that. Yeah. It was a great save, though. Jesus. Was it, was a, it was a great save. But, I'll, uh, but also, that just speaks to the chance that it was. A great setup by Dylan Larkin, too. Yeah, Kudos to him. He has not had a good road trip. He has not scored. We get, like, one uh, of those a game. One great play, and we're like, yes, more. Yes. <laughs> I want more of that. All right, guys. We're here to talk to you today on the Lockdown Red Wings podcast about a goal that almost happened in a game <laughs> in a game that was lost. You see that one play in a 4-1 game? Oh, man. They almost, almost scored it. <laughs> Well, we still got the Red Wings and Penguins to talk about. All right, do you think we can think we can get through that? Yeah, let's do it. But real quick before we get to that, guys, we do have an actual thing to talk to you about, and that's if you've been a listener of this podcast before, then I'm sure you know all the great advertisers working with Lockdown to reach sports fans. But what you may not know is that Lockdown Red Wings is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Red Wings fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. Now, if your company wants to connect with Red Wings fans and predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast, because local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and just let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Lockdown Advertising success. And once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. And we look forward to hearing from you. All right, last up on the docket for today is a recap of that 5-1 loss to the Penguins on Sunday on Hockey Day in America. Good old-fashioned national television blowout for uh, for the boys in red. Um Patrick for Patrick Cornquist. Jimmy Howard gets pulled after giving up four goals on 16 shots. And uh, Valtteri Filippula scores the only goal of the game for the Red Wings. Business as usual. Yeah, that's that wasn't a fun one to watch. No, and poor Jimmy Howard. He has been good as of late. We've talked about him uh, pretty pretty repeatedly. He deserves some shine. He deserves the, uh, the credit that he received for his play over the last couple of weeks. But this was not one of his best showings of the season. He is now scoreless, and I believe winless. Uh, winless, sorry. Uh, I believe nineteen games. He's two twenty-two and two on the season now. So yeah, nineteen games. It's uh, it's getting up there. You hate to see it, uh, but this is pretty much a loss that was expected after the beatdown in Boston. Detroit is not a team that's going to bounce back. <laughs> there's there's no uh, there's no statement losses like oh they got beat down real bad they're going to come back great the next night no. Uh, I think they've proven that time and time again. So if you're expecting that, then I don't know what to tell you. But I think a lot of us were expecting to to happen what happened. You know, these guys just lo- the the losses are so aplenty that when they win, like even if they go on a run like they went at the end of last year, mm-hmm. finished hot, 
it's not going to make a dent in this win-loss column. Like, they're not going to move above the worst spot in the league. No. I think they could probably win the rest of their games and probably not. That's unbelievable. There was, like, I I brought this up on this podcast, and I'd be interested to see what it is now. I can actually look it up. But a couple weeks ago, uh, there was a point in time where they – if they doubled their point total, they still wouldn't be in the playoff. I'm sure that's the case still right now. Let me check here. For the wild card, so the Flyers have uh, 71 points. The Red Wings have 32. So the Red Wings would need 72 divided by 32. 2.25 the amount of points that they have right now to tie for the eighth spot in the, in the playoffs. Wow, that's so sad. And... With this game, actually, I don't know. I think it actually happened in the game against Boston, but the Red Wings finally dipped below that minus 100 goal differential for the year. So that's pretty cool. Is it like 60-something worse than the next closest team? Yeah, I think right now it's either Ottawa or L.A. who are uh, second worst, and they're sitting at like right around negative 40, minus 40. That's so so uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know uh, what I was looking at a few weeks ago when I said that AA had a shot at the plus-minus record at minus 45, but I was wrong. Worst five, uh, worst five plus-minus are all by the expansion capitals, and they range from minus 82 to minus 65. So I don't know where I got that information from, but uh, I was clearly wrong on that. And I think that that's you know, one thing that, if anything, Red Wings have uh, to take solace in is that they don't have a shot at challenging for the worst NHL team of all time. Just a, just the worst team in NHL uh, in the salary cap era. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What do you want me to say about this? You know, teams, <laughs> it's just the same old stuff. I, we can't, I, like, I will, we need to talk about more fun things than just, because this whole podcast really shouldn't be just about, yeah, hey, guys, lost again. That's why, <laughs> that's why we're trying to change stuff up and talk about, you know, past memories and stuff like that to, you know, help this podcast not be so, such a Debbie Downer. Yeah, because this is, it's a bit of a downer. I get in here, you know, I, I'm all happy and stuff like that, and then I'll, I get done talking about the Red Wings, and I'm depressed. You just got to so, think about, think about, think of it like a comedy, like you said before. I mean, Eternal the, optimism. The Red Wings actually outshot the Red Wings, or the, the Penguins in that first period. They had 15 shots on that. Lots of great scoring opportunities. Only got that one from Philpula. Uh, he gave to Burt on a give-and-go. Actually, a pretty gorgeous goal. Was. To, uh, to start the game. Uh, Red Wings tied with Los Angeles for the worst shooting percentage in the NHL with 7.2% of their shots. And uh, second worst in shots four at sixteen seventy. Uh, just just one more shot than the lowly New York Islanders, who the Red Wings play, uh, I believe, on Friday. So it's crazy uh, how good the Islanders are. I know. Man, oh man, Barry Trotz has that team down. Considering like how wow. like they have the worst shots four in the entire NHL. It's crazy. That's crazy. Sixteen. Uh, Penguins pop in too pretty quickly. You like that penguins pop in too. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, don't even let the don't even have the decency to let the Red Wings take the one nothing lead into the second period like everybody else. I thought that was pretty classless. Yeah, like let us have something. Yeah, like uh, let us at least add something to the when leading after one column. Let us at least add a loss to that one instead of you know. Like let us have at least twenty minutes of this game. Yeah, just chill out. Just play the third line. Yeah. Play the third and fourth the, line and place f- your first and second for the first 20 minutes. And then, you know, you know, weapons free, baby. Let's <laughs> throw, throw Crosby out there. Double shift him. 
the first goal was pretty bad. Uh, they had an overhead shot of like everything that was going on in the crease, and all five Red Wings players plus Jimmy Howard were in that shot. So yeah, that's not a good sign. Typically, I mean, there was a lot of Penguins, you know, surrounding the net too, but all five not I'm, ideal. I've never been a huge fan of that collapsing system where Why everybody not? just converges in front of the net. Why not? Because with teams like this, this doesn't work. It hasn't worked the last six years in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, Penguins go up 2-1 on a goal by Latang. Uh, that was a power play goal. Guess who was in the box for that one? Um, is his, does his name, does his last name start with an Abdul K? D. Der? Was it Justin <laughs> Abdelkader? Yeah, 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 it was Justin Abdelkader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's just something we've been keeping an eye on. He's he doesn't have a, like a ton of penalty minutes this year because I went I went to go when we were kind of, you know, chirping him a couple episodes ago. I went to go see how many penalty minutes he had. It's not that many, but lately it seems like every single time he goes to the box, and really honestly throughout his whole career, it's kind of felt like this. But every time he goes to the box, Red Wings get scored on. Maybe it's because he's such an important person on that penalty kill. I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, <laughs> heart, heart and soul guy, team boy. You know what? And he's actually, uh, I think if there's anything that can be said about Justin Abdelkader, it's that he's only like a minus six this year. Yeah. Which is not bad. Good for him. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hornquist scores his second of the day minutes, uh, three minutes into the second period to make it 3-1. Agazino made a great play to knock the puck out of the midair. Unsuspecting Jimmy Howard, that was a bad goal to give up. I'm honestly kind of surprised he didn't get pulled after that one. Uh, he just looked like totally unprepared to take the shot. And it was a weird play, but... Yeah, sometimes it gets you. Yeah, look alive, kid. Uh, just poor... <laughs> you feel so bad for him, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, man, of course I do. You know how horrible that must be? It's got to be... I, I couldn't fathom losing 19 games in a row. He's like, dude, I just need one. I know. Please, and, I just by the way, I don't know. I don't know if like this was definite or not, but I read a thing by Ansar Khan of M Live today, and it sound like he was pretty definite on the Red Wings not bringing Jimmy Howard back under circum any circumstances really Man. at this point. So, I guess a, an update on the Jonathan Bernier trade alert uh, thing. I, if that's the case, I, I, I w- it would not, be tough to if they're not bringing Howard back. They're you're not going to trade Jonathan Bernier with the season that he's having just for a second-round pick. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. Yeah. If I do, you you can trash me for five minutes. I give you permission to just trash <laughs> me for five minutes on this podcast. Perfect. I don't really uh, need permission to do that. I will trash you for, for minutes at a time. That's, I'm assuming at a later date, but we do have to wrap this one up. Uh, we are reaching our time limit here. There's not much of this Penguins game that we – really have to talk about outside of that uh Crosby puts the game away from Pittsburgh uh gives him a gives him a 4-1 lead late in that second period uh yeah ends up being 5-1 Bernie stops 18 of 19 the rest of the way and that's uh that's the way she goes sometimes yep pray for uh Philip Peronic. I hope he's okay I hope he comes he can come back and give us some stability and he's one defenseman I like watching so Absolutely. Uh, pray for Philip Peronic. We'll be back with you guys on Tuesday. Give a little Grand Rapids update. Preview uh, preview the game against Montreal on Tuesday night. And uh, I don't know. What else are we going to talk about? Whatever we want to talk about. That's true. It is our show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm Nolan Bianchi. My name's Ethan. And your Twitter? Um, we don't care. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs>